Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Chelsea Clinton, and this is In Fact, a podcast about why public health matters, even when we're not in a pandemic. Today, we're talking about climate change. We know climate change is a real threat to our planet. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that. I don't need to convince you of it. But we hear a lot less about the threat that climate change poses to our health and our public health. Extreme weather events, including floods, hurricanes, and droughts can claim lives and disrupt access to public health services and systems. There's a direct connection between air pollution or smoke from wildfires and higher rates of respiratory and cardiovascular diseases. Rising temperatures are changing our planet introducing new illnesses and making the crisis of food insecurity even worse for even more people in more places. And of course, climate change also has an impact on our mental health, from fear and anxiety 
to post-traumatic stress disorder among people who have survived natural disasters. And while it can be tempting to feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of the problem, it's the last thing we can afford to do. Today, I'm talking to two people who have tackled climate change head on. We'll hear from Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who has experienced climate change on a personal level and a political one. But first, I'm very excited to welcome a courageous activist who never backs down in the face of a challenge. In fact, sometimes I think she goes looking for challenges to tackle because she knows she can. Jane Fonda. For decades, Jane has used her powerful platform on behalf of the causes she cares intensely about. LGBTQ rights, the anti-war movement, women's rights, racial justice, and the environment. More recently, she's leveraged her platform toward the environment, specifically with her Fire Drill Fridays, where she galvanizes hundreds, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of people to cause a lot of noise about the urgency of climate change. She's endlessly brave, incredibly funny, and deeply passionate about making the world a better place. Welcome, Jane. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm so grateful that you have connected these two issues and want to do a program on it. I'm really, really grateful. I think it would just be really helpful to start today with how you came to climate change. You know, you've been an activist for decades. I mean, your entire career, you have used your platform to stand up for women's rights, for racial justice, for LGBTQ rights. And now you're standing up for the environment and our shared future. How did you come to this issue and why now? Well, I I realized, because I've been studying the environment for a long time, I've realized that what's happening with the warming of the atmosphere because of the burning of fossil fuels and the emission of carbon into the atmosphere, that it's creating a crisis that is civilizational. It's sort of the overriding crisis that supersedes everything, and everything is connected to it. It's not just health. It's the economy. It's the ability for a society to be functional for democracy, for health, for oceans and forests, for our ability to breathe, for all these reasons, we really have to confront it. And I realized in 2019, largely because of what the young climate activists were doing, they inspired me a lot. And I realized that while I had made all the individual changes, you know, I I drive an electric car, I have gotten rid of single-use plastics and, you know, all those things, that that's the on-ramp. That's where you start, but it's not where you stop and that I had to do more. And that's when I decided to stand beside the young people as an old person. They said, come on, don't let us do this alone. We don't even vote. We need older people to stand with us. So I moved to D.C. and started Fire Drill Fridays every Friday. And in 2020, we had over 9 million people following us across all platforms. So it was really great. But I don't think people realize how the climate affects health. I mean, here in California, the fires, the apocalyptic fires that burned in Northern California, the air after the fires, I mean, even in Southern California, the air was brown. Birds were falling dead out of the sky. The rates of asthma were skyrocketing. It also affected our water. People got sick from drinking the water. There are so many aspects of climate change that's affecting us. And I was really, really glad that you mentioned mental health. I've talked to women in the old mining towns in West Virginia who live in the bottom of valleys that are destroyed, these homes, because of floods. And after the floods, a woman told me the children are suffering PTSD. And then there's just climate grief. 
especially young people, are carrying a lot of grief because they know what we're losing, the billions of species that are going extinct and so forth. And they worry that they really won't have a future. And I know you have three young children. I know that you must be so worried about this too. I do feel this acutely as a as a citizen, as a human being, and, and yes, especially as a mother, because I have to confess, Jane, that I find it at best aggravating and at worst something quite darker when people blithely say, oh, the children are our answer, or like, oh, like the children will solve these challenges, because it then completely removes any responsibility from those of us who should know better and who actually bear greater responsibility for whatever those problems are. I think it's really important for people to pay close attention to what the scientists say. It's very clear. In a nutshell, they say we have to cut carbon emissions in half by 2030. Yikes. I mean, that's all of the world's economy is based on fossil fuel. It's a really monumental task, but there's no choice. We have to do it. If we wait until our children grow up, it'll be too late. We are the generation who have the responsibility to do what science is demanding, cut back fossil fuel emissions by 50% and then begin a gradual total phase out. It's not like we're saying, get rid of fossil fuels immediately. We can't. It's too disruptive to the economy and to the workers and the communities. And, you know, we need to make sure that as we phase out of fossil fuels, that the green technology, windmills, solar panels, hydro, everything that is sustainable is being developed simultaneously. So they're there to pick up the energy slack. Jane Brody, after this last February, she said that while anyone's health can be harmed by climate change, some people are greatly increased risk, including young children, pregnant women, older adults, people with chronic illnesses and disabilities, outdoor workers, and people with fewer resources. I mean, that's like everybody. <laughs> we know that you know, just as the ravages of climate change are falling hardest on the already most vulnerable. The health effects of climate change are falling on the already most vulnerable too. If there wasn't racism, there wouldn't be a climate crisis because the fossil fuel industry very deliberately puts its wells, its fracking pits, its refineries and incinerators in communities of color low-income communities, indigenous lands, because they feel that these people can't fight back. Also, it's so unfair because the countries like India, Africa, Pakistan, Vietnam, the countries that didn't have anything to do with creating the crisis that the more advanced industrial countries did are the ones bearing the brunt of rising sea levels, for example, and droughts. Thinking about the recent crisis of, of freezing temperatures that was horrific for a huge swath of our country painfully highlights how climate change and also the failure, to your point, to build systems of, of resilience in the face of the climate change that we've already wrought just continue to make us more and more vulnerable. Here's the good side, though. Because of the pandemic, I think we understand now, and I think with a certain degree of empathy, that along with the activism of all the young people is making people more aware that we don't want to return to normal. It has to be a new normal. And I think that the Biden administration gets it. I mean, who would have thought that Joe Biden would be 
our first climate president who understands that the way out of the COVID pandemic is to create jobs that are going to contribute to the green sustainable energy system and at the same time help people with an increased minimum wage and just help people live with dignity. And I think that with the fires and the freezing and the droughts and all the things that have made it hard for people across this country to get by in the normal way, I think they're much more willing to say, okay, there is a crisis and we're going to have to support efforts to cut back our use of fossil fuels gradually. But we also have to understand that the workers who work in the fossil fuel industry, it's not their fault. I mean, fossil fuels are what built the civilization that we benefit from. You know, for a long time, it was something great. And workers built our railroads and and, and have done, it's, you know, it's not their fault what's happening. So when we phase out of fossil fuels, all these people now can be taken care of. And that's one of the things that the Biden administration, I think, is trying to do. And I'm, I'm really moved by it. Me too. And I think it's both an appreciation of the importance of dignity and the understanding that dignity has to be connected to healthcare, education, a living wage, and a clean environment. And I know this is something that you've know, written about and, and spoken about, you know, around the real urgency of acting now. And your Fire Drill Friday's effort was really toward helping raise awareness and this common sense of urgency. Can you just talk a little bit more about Fire Drill Fridays and also how you've continued them on Zoom? I don't know if you're familiar with the Yale Project on Climate Change Communication. We know from that Yale Project that there are 25 million Americans who understand that there's a climate crisis caused by humans, that the science agrees on that, and they've never done anything about it because nobody's asked. Fire Drill Fridays aims to ask, the great unasked. And what makes me so happy is that the vast majority of people that come to Fire Drill Fridays have never taken action before. These are the people that we want to reach. They're mostly women. They're mostly older women. And I understand that well. I'm almost 84. You know, what the hell do we have to lose? We tend to get more feisty and brave as we get older. It's why women are in the leadership of the climate movement. And those are most of the people that come to Fire Drill Fridays. And I just love them so much. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Jane, certainly, I think you haven't just been brave and feisty as you've gotten older. You've been brave and feisty your whole life. I do think, though, it has been really inspiring to me to not only read your book, What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action, and and to read those elsewhere of how climate despair really is despairing and how so many people, especially women, including you, have just refused to be paralyzed by that. How important do you think that's been to your own mental health, to the mental health of the women activists of all ages that you've worked with over the last couple of years? Chelsea, in 2019, before I started Fire Drill Fridays, I was so depressed. It was an existential angst that was in my body, and I I just didn't know what to do. But as has happened many times in my life, once I moved to D.C. and started to do Fire Drill Fridays, that lifted and What I have seen is that it's not unique to me. Activism, when you know that you're doing all you can, it lifts your despair. And that's what I've heard from a lot of the people that have joined this activist movement. They just feel so much more empowered. We are the last generation. It's in our hands from young people like you to old people like me. This is, we are on earth with the responsibility now 
of saving the civilization. It's an awesome responsibility that we have. I mean, it's we must rise to this challenge and do what the scientists tell us. And I believe we will, because I just don't think that we will allow this amazing civilization that has been created over millennia to simply decay because the oceans and the forests are dying. And that's what provides us oxygen, for example. We cannot allow this to happen. And we have to work fast. What have you found to be sufficiently persuasive to kind of move someone from that group you spoke of earlier, people who recognize that climate change is a challenge, but don't know what to do because they haven't been asked or feel like they may already be doing enough? Like, what have you found that really works to try to help people understand that, no, like, we all need to be doing more? Well, the fact that I'm old and that I was getting arrested in D.C., I mean, some left-wing people said it was performative and relied too much on celebrity, but I have a hit series behind me. I tell you, activism is a, a lot easier if you have a Grace and Frankie behind you. People really like Grace and Frankie. So. I, I really like Grace and Frankie. <laughs> 82-year-old Jane Fonda's out there getting arrested. Maybe I can do that. You, know, you spoke so movingly earlier, Jane, about how you first did everything you could do as an individual getting rid of single-use plastics, switching to an electric vehicle, and yet to recognize that if we're actually going to cut our carbon emissions by 50% over the next decade, if we're actually going to escape the worst ravages of climate change and to protect our environment and our shared public health, we have to recognize that we do that through shared collective action. Yeah. Do you think more people understand that now than even a couple of years ago, whether among your fellow activists or the politicians you're trying to pressure? Or do you think people still don't really understand the link between climate change and health? I think more and more people do understand the link. Not enough. And that's what you're doing. You're alerting people to this issue. But here in California, just an hour south of Los Angeles, there's oil wells right outside people's homes, right next to people's schools. You know, whether it's in Houston or Louisiana or parts of California, oil producing states or where refineries are, where kids cannot play without having in inhalers with them. They have to constantly stop and use their inhalers. All those people understand that it's related to the plants that are around them and they are fighting back now. And I think that one of the challenges in climate change or in COVID-19, too, is that the science evolves as we ask better research questions, as we're able to do better research, as we learn more. And I think part of what you know we have to be able to do is to try to create space for people to say, like, oh, you know, I didn't know that, but now I do and I need to now act in different ways or ask my politicians to make different decisions and to be able to say to people, like, it's okay if you didn't know that. The scientists didn't know that before, but now they do and now you do and and now we need to have different and more urgent demands. Right. I haven't always been an activist. The the first 30 years of my life, I was not an activist. I simply didn't pay attention. I was ignorant of a lot of things. Ignorance is okay. I mean, it's not great, but if you don't know something, okay, you're ignorant. But once you know and you don't do anything, then you become part of the problem. So once you know, then you have to find a way that you can join with others to do something about it. 
you know, you say you're not a lifelong activist, but 50 plus years of activism is is certainly yeah. a, a life of activism and one that is helping us build toward the future that I want I want my kids to grow up in. So it's just a, an incredible honor and pleasure for me today. So thank you so much. Well, I want to thank you for caring about this issue. It means a lot. You can learn more about Jane Fonda's Fire Drill Fridays at firedrillfridays.com. And you can follow her at Jane Fonda. When it comes to addressing climate change, activists alone can't solve the problem. It's going to take real meaningful action from governments and elected officials at every level too. And some of the most important and impactful steps toward addressing climate change right now are happening in cities, led by mayors, including Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Atlanta has seen rising temperatures over the last few years. In fact, it's the 19th fastest warming city in the US. It's also home to a diverse population and communities of color, especially black and brown families in Atlanta, as in the rest of the country, have disproportionately felt the impact of climate change. Under the leadership of Mayor Bottoms, Atlanta has made addressing climate change a top priority. The city is committed to converting all its city facilities to run on clean energy by 2035, and to creating new parks and reservoirs to address flooding caused by changing water levels and to give kids more places to play. Atlanta is quickly becoming a model for other cities in how to address this crisis. I'm very excited to talk with Mayor Bottoms today. So Mayor Bottoms, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an important conversation. And as you mentioned, Atlanta's rising temperature, our average summer high temperature is projected to jump 4.1 degrees to 92.6 degrees in Atlanta. And as we know, rising temperatures can often be deadly, especially for our most vulnerable residents, our elderly. So this is day-to-day challenge for us in this city. For anyone who thinks it only matters what happens at the federal level, how do you answer that? And how do you explain why it is part of your job as mayor of Atlanta to tackle climate change? Well, I often think of it in terms of what my mother is discussing at her bridge club meeting once a month on Saturdays. And I, they are the, my most helpful and insightful focus group of anyone. So it may not resonate with them if you speak in terms of climate change, but if you speak in terms of their grandkids suffering from asthma, and if you speak in terms of how much their energy bills and their utility bills are each month, It resonates in that way. And so it is incumbent upon us as local leaders to make it simple and to help our communities understand why it matters to them, too. It's very difficult when people are are trying to make ends meet to get them to think of something beyond putting food on the table that day. But if you speak of climate change and you talk about energy burdens and you say, This is what it will mean with your utility bill. If you are on a fixed income, this is the difference that it makes. Or it may mean that uh, your grandchild won't spend hours on end, days on end in the emergency room each year struggling with asthma. Then it makes sense to our communities and it's a much lighter lift to move the needle in that regard. Do you think whether it's your mom or any parent or grandparent that there is a growing awareness of how vulnerable kids are to changes in in weather, in temperature. Are you seeing that in the conversations you're having in your own family or across Atlanta? 
I'm absolutely seeing it. I can predict literally sometimes by looking out my window if my son, my 10-year-old son, is going to have problems with his asthma that day. Our asthma rates are very high in the city, amongst the highest in the country. And as a parent, it hurts so deeply to watch your kids struggle with any type of physical ailment, but especially one that you don't have a lot of control over. So I know that if I'm paying attention to it and I'm watching those fluctuations, there are thousands of parents, if not millions across the state who are experiencing the same thing. And do you think that your experience as the parent of a child with asthma has compelled you into the work you're doing now on climate change? Oh, absolutely. And thankfully, his asthma is not nearly as severe as it used to be, but it it doesn't take much. If you watch your child have an asthma attack or endure pneumonia or spend any number of evenings or holidays in the emergency room as we have, you can't help but think about it from a larger scale outside of the moment. Why is this happening? What is it that we can do as a city to make this not as prevalent in our communities and especially impacting our kids? You've talked about the intersection of climate change and environmental issues and structural racism and ultimately environmental racism. We see that not only in Atlanta, but in cities across the country, including in New York, where I live, where asthma rates fall disproportionately on our black and brown New Yorkers, where there are higher costs of energy, of air conditioning in neighborhoods that are predominantly African-American and and Latinx. Do you think that people are really understanding that it's not just climate change, but it really is also environmental racism that is affecting your family's lives and lives across your city, my city and our country? I'm living it each day. My monthly utility bill runs about $750 a month. That's comparable to a commercial property. What struck me about that is when our very able sustainability department in the city did an assessment and we looked at the map of the city The energy burden is primarily on the western and southern parts of Atlanta, which are African-American. So I suspect it's something that happened a very long time ago, and over time it's never been addressed. But we're talking about it differently. We're now looking at maps. And you can argue that I have four kids who leave the lights on all day in our home, and maybe that's why my, my bill is higher than it should be. But when I'm looking at a map and I see that the energy burden in my city is primarily in African-American neighborhoods, then you know that it's something deeper and more systemic than one an issue in one household. It's a community-wide issue. But you think about people who are having to make choices between putting food on the table, getting a prescription fill, or having their lights on, or having their water on. taking a quick break. Stay with us. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. 
Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So, Mayor Bottoms, when you talk about the vision and the plans to move all of your public buildings to clean energy by 2035, how do you connect that to people's lives today in Atlanta, to ensuring that they feel like that will be good for them and their families? We have to lead by example. And oftentimes our communities don't know what they don't know. So when you speak of climate change, I can tell you in many communities, Latinx communities, African-American communities, it's a difficult issue to get to when you're trying to deal with the basics. 
And so it often appears that it's someone else's issue or cause. But when you see an entity like the city of Atlanta take it on and own it, and you begin to speak about it, and it begins to resonate, and it becomes familiar to people, then people begin to understand why it matters and why it makes a difference. So even at, at our Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is in the heart of the West Side community, one of our underserved communities in the city, I was standing in there just last week getting my first vaccination shot, and I looked on the parking deck, and I I saw the solar panels on the deck. When someone looks out and they have an opportunity to see that on the west side of Atlanta, it makes them go, okay, what is that? And why is that? And when you are doing it across the city, it becomes familiar and it becomes something that all communities can own and seek to become a part of. But it's got to become a household conversation. And again, I can't stress enough, people have to understand why it matters to their household. I know you're also committed to building and nurturing more green spaces and more outdoor spaces for kids and for families across Atlanta. I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that because one of the things that we've learned from COVID is how important it is for us to be outside. Do you think that that commitment from you that predates COVID has gotten more support Absolutely. And if you think about COVID and you think about how we had to shut down indoor spaces, one decision that we made that was a very important decision was to continue to allow people to go into our parks, into our green space, because that was all that people were able to do for recreation. We are in the midst in Atlanta of redeveloping a park that is also, it's an old quarry. This is going to be the largest park in the city of Atlanta. So it's now going to hold 2.4 billion gallons of water in the reservoir, emergency drinking water, taking our reserve supply from five days to 30 days. It's going to be the largest green space in the city. And many people may recognize it because a lot of movies like The Walking Dead and, and Hunger Games were filmed there. So we are addressing several things at once expanding our green space, but also making sure that we have a clean water supply in case the worst ever happens in this city. That's quite a profound swing from The Walking Dead (laughs) and Hunger Games, these dystopian films and shows to now being such a large water supply and green space. So truly life-giving and life-affirming from like zombie land. It, It is ironic, isn't it? And especially if you think of it in the context of what we've endured over the last year. We really, in so many ways, have been on the verge of an apocalypse. But then there's this rebirth and this opportunity for us to extract good from something that has so many layers to it. And the reality of this quarry is one of many quarries in the city that were used with convict labor and just historical layers there to now have this space in what has been one of our challenged communities in the city largest green space in the city it will become when it's open, plus a water supply, I think really is the hope that we all have and the optimism that we can continue to have in this country that 
for as, as badly as things may get, there's still an opportunity for us to get it right. And that's what I hope that we are doing and people will see in Atlanta. Listening to you, there's so much fierce like hope and optimism in practice for the future with how you are reimagining what's possible for Atlanta. So how would you help people understand what you're building in Atlanta, what you're hoping for your kids and any kids across the city to have in the future? I had the great fortune of growing up in a city in the context of folk who dream really big and dream for things that they could not touch, but they could certainly see and hope for and work towards. So you can't help but look towards a brighter future when you grow up in the shadow of a Congressman John Lewis or Martin Luther King Jr. or C.T. Vivian or Joseph Lowry and Ruby Doris Smith Robinson, and I could name 20 other names. That's the beauty of the city that I grew up in. And I, I would imagine that everybody across this country can look to some inspiration in their own communities. And it makes you know that for as challenging as times are, we'll get to the other side. Doesn't mean that it's going to be comfortable, but it makes it, I tell my kids this all the time, you all will be one of the most resilient group of kids to ever grow up in this country. So it's hard right now, but you're going to be so much stronger than so many other people. That's what keeps me going and, and keeps me optimistic as a leader in this city. What do you need now from the federal government to ensure that you're able to do the work that you're committed to doing in Atlanta and to ensure that our country is doing what we need to do so that it isn't so much hotter in a couple decades, that when your kids or parents or even grandparents, that Atlanta still looks and feels like the city they grew up in and it isn't overtaken by even more heat or, or humidity. What do you need from President Biden and his administration? What he's already given us, and that's leadership. I just had this conversation with my husband and I said, I didn't realize how much of a burden I was carrying not having leadership in the White House. Just the ability to know that someone else is leading and thinking about those things that are important to our communities. Because as mayor, you want to get back to thinking about parks and green space and your water supply and those things. But you want to know that on a national level, your president is joining the, the Paris Climate Accord and that he's thinking about rules and instituting policies that will make life better for generations to come. I want my president to think about it and my national leaders to think about it and then inform us as local leaders on what we can do on a local level. And just having someone in the White House who's listening, who's leading, who's following the science has made all of the difference, not just for me, but for mayors and local leaders across this country. Mayor Bottoms, thank you so much. Climate change is one of those issues that I didn't know I could care more about until I became a parent and found I could. When I think about the world I want my kids and every kid to grow up in, it's just so clear to me that this is one of the most urgent public health crises of our time. And we have to use every single tool at our disposal to confront it. So what does that look like? Well, as with every other public health issue, we have to start by listening to scientists who've been sounding the alarm on climate change for decades. 
We can educate ourselves, as Jane has done, about the consequences of climate change for communities across our country and all around the world. We can join activists, including Jane, to call attention to this issue, and we certainly can refuse to back down. We can make changes in our own lives. Maybe that's reducing waste, eating a vegetarian meal once a week, taking public transit, or organizing with our neighbors to support a community solar project or green infrastructure around our schools or our city facilities, like we've seen happen in Atlanta. And we can put pressure on our local leaders to follow Mayor Bottoms' lead and to make the issue a top priority. Hopefully we can do all of those things because we don't have the luxury of inaction, not for our lives, certainly not for our kids' lives, not for the world that I want them to grow up in, and not for the world that I want them to live in. Thank you all for listening. In Fact is brought to you by iHeartRadio. We're produced by Erica Goodmanson, Lauren Peterson, Kathy Russo, Julie Subrin, and Justin Wright, with help from the Hidden Light team of Barry Lurie, Sarah Horowitz, Nikki Huggett, Emily Young, and Huma Abedin, with additional support from Lindsay Hoffman. Original music is by Justin Wright. If you liked this episode of In Fact, please make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your family and friends to do the same. If you really want to help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening and see you next week. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 